It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a post-match pint in association with Purity Ale. If you want to get 10% off everything they have to offer, use the code hashtag VillaView and you will get 10% off everything they have, including their lovely, lovely Villa Ale, which I enjoy very much. I'm your host, Dan Bardell, joined by Omar to discuss Southampton nil, Aston Villa 1. Apologies, it's 24 hours later than we planned, but I got stuck on the motorway last night. Arrived at my hotel at half past 11, and there was absolutely no chance we were going to do a live show at half past 11 at night. So I'm on a terrible run on the motorways at the moment, but Aston Villa Football Club are not on a terrible run, and Unai Emre's away day villains Omar, that's three from three now, without being absolutely spectacular at St Mary's, Villa have come away with yet another result away from home, and the signs are good. Signs are very good, mate, signs are very good, I think I saw you on the motorway yeah, yesterday, mate, because I was coming down the M40 the other way, and I saw the... Uh... The traffic block did feel for you. I was going to send you a little text, but I was it wasn't driving, good. So. It was not good. I felt for you, mate. I know you've had some trouble, but yeah, no, excellent. Really, really good victory. Um, we'll go. I'm sure we'll go through the game in detail, but yeah, we, we will go through the game, Omar. Hopefully, hopefully. that'll be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. Did. People would be upset if we didn't. Yeah, uh, they're already upset. We're ten minutes late. Um, yeah, I saw. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I thought overall really, really good first half. I thought um, the way we passed the ball. It's not something I've seen from a Villa side for. Well, quite some time really probably under Gregory was the last time I saw us pass the ball like that um, if you can remember how we passed the ball under John Gregory that was some exceptional I, I, memory because I remember it's been a good team but I can't say that I remember how we passed the ball it's only when I it's only because when I uh, I'm feeling down about Villa I look at the I watch the season review videos oh, yeah. all the time they're on YouTube aren't they Villa, yeah, Villa yeah. Boy Villa Boy yeah I've so been there I've been there when I'm glum too mate and, and obviously given the, what's happened over the last 10 years I've watched those videos quite quite often yeah. Um, but yeah, no, re- really, really impressive. I thought we fi- the biggest thing, the biggest standout for me was that I thought we, I think we finally, well, I'm hoping we finally figured out the midfield problem that we've had for so long because I thought we, um, 
the Kamara and Louise both were excellent. And, you know, without a good midfielder, we really struggled to do anything in the Premier League. And I think we're finally in a position where it may be beyond, beyond Douglas Louise and Kamara, I'm not too sure, but they're definitely those two. They seem to be able to run a game in the Premier League, which is not something we've had for a long time. Um, but yeah, and I thought fairly comfortable second half. We'll co- well, I'm sure we'll co- come to it in a second, but Slamton came back in the game um, and we'll talk about some of the sort of contentious decisions. But I thought overall we deserved it. Uh, you know, the possession stats, the amount of shots and goal we had still need to be a bit more clinical, still needed a bit more in the final third. But nice to see Ollie Watkins get that all important goal as well. And uh, again, defensively, excellent overall as well. Martinez, big shout out to him. Yeah, uh, right. Actually, young, fantastic. Tyra Mings, just Mr. Consistent. Esri Konza, brilliant, back to his best. I think I saw a stat around him being the least uh, dribble pass, the least of any defender uh, this, cal- this this season, this calendar year. I can't remember what it was. I think it was this season. Um, but again, yeah, yeah, was really we were both really worried about him, weren't we? Oh, he's bounced uh, back in. in fairness. I was all over him at the, at the start of the season. I thought he needed taken out for his own good. But I've got to say, it's probably late September, October. I think he's probably, Conter's been pretty consistent. And like you say, back to the form that made him so popular the, the season before last. And, mm. you know, to, I mean, there's so much good stuff at, at the moment. I don't think we're in any way near, near the, the finished article. But there's just a lot of good signs. Like you say, another solid clean sheet away from home. That's one goal conceded. In, in three away games, you know, we're very streetwise now, which is something Villa have never been, very resolute, which again, I feel like we haven't been over the years. We've been a bit of a soft touch, easy to play through. The passing, you can see what we're working on. You can see what, what we want to do. It doesn't always come off and sometimes it does fall down when we get into the penalty area, but you can see those patterns of players starting to emerge now. The, the sharp, incisive, one-touch passing players moving around, one-twos. There was a lot of that in that first half against Southampton. And like I say, it kind of fell down when we got into the penalty area but you, you, you do forget it's very very early days these players are coming from a place of just really not being coached at all and having very little patterns of play to having to learn by doing basically under Unai Emre who is a, a demanding manager someone who demands the best from his players wants a high level in everything that you do and the players are, are kind of like I say coming from that point of nothing really to mm. doing that and I think the, you know everyone's praising Unai Emre and rightly so five wins from seven but the players that have been playing, they deserve an awful lot of credit as well because they they have they have done everything that's been asked of them, really. And you can see that they're on board with what the manager's doing. That the players aren't perfect. What they're trying to do at the moment isn't perfect, but they're on board and they're, they're battling and they're doing what Emery wants. And there's progress. And I think as Villa fans, five out of seven, that's better than we ever could have hoped for, especially when you look at the teams that we've played as well. Because going to Southampton again on Saturday, they weren't riding the crest of a wave or anything like that. But you know they were on a decent run. They'd won a few games in a row, won a couple of games, of, of, <coughs> won a, t- a tough league game in a big game that they had to win. So they'd have been a little bit buoyant going to mm. St Mary's, but Villa kind of, a bit like the Spurs game, kind of flattened the crowd a, a little bit, kept, kept it tight, but boxed them in, didn't let them, didn't let them get too near our goal. I don't remember Martinez having anything to do in, in the first half. And by quietening the, the, the fans and putting the pressure on their players a little bit, Villa came out in the, in the second half. And, and we're good and, and got the goal. So there's a lot to like about what we're doing so far, albeit that we're nowhere near the finished article. Yeah, that perfectly sums it up, to be honest, mate. That's, um, I think we should stop there, to be honest. That's all I was going to say. I mean, I was, I was in, I was, I'm so tired. I was in a trance doing that. I don't even remember what I said. I was, I was too busy laughing at Ty, commenting on my pink bottle. It's my daughter's bottle. I've nicked oh, I don't seem to do that. Yeah. Uh, shouldn't, but be, no, shouldn't, be, shouldn't be reading what he's saying whilst doing a podcast. I know. professional. 
I'm just checking on the comments, mate. Okay. It, was the, it was on the YouTube comments. Um, but yeah, no, I thought, um, I think I think that sums it up really well. I think what I like about this team is the confidence on the ball, the bravery on the ball, um, and the way that we try and you know, let them press on us. We, we sort of play the ball in between, you know, years and years gone by, we would have we've seen the ball play between our centre-backs and with the ball going nowhere. But we're doing it now with a bit of a purpose i.e. we're trying to play in between Martinez, Mings and Konza to draw the opposition to then find that pass into the middle. And we've got players who are moving for once. We've got Wendia picking up space, Bailey come in, keeping the ball, retaining the ball, actually young, not just looking long. You know, how many times have we seen Matty Cash just whip a ball over the top down the byline and McGinn try and run onto it and trying to hope something happened. And now we've got a bit of a plan. You know, Martinez is a bit more comfortable with his feet. He's very, very confident of the weekend, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that second half. The day I did some analysis on him. He'd find very, very high up, but he looked supremely confident with it. Yeah, and, and it's just, you know, your point earlier around how we've transformed. You know, I think if you look at most people's tweets or, you know, posts on forums or whatever, um, when Gerard, Gerard went... Don't look at the forums to that. No, no. When, when Gerard... We'll come on to that in a second as well. <laughs> when Gerard um, were left, everyone was like, you know, any manager comes in, has got a hard job to do here, regardless of his Emery or whoever, you know, to get these players to t- turn it around. And, you know, these players aren't good enough, et cetera, et cetera. It just shows you the, the effect of good coaching and having a game plan and giving people a game plan and, and an idea of how to play. And Ashley Young's come out, obviously, I think today or yesterday, about the manager's ideas, you know, how meticulous he is, the winning mentality, what they work on on the, on the training pitch. Leon Bailey's come out and said a similar kind of thing. And I think the players have really bought into it. Um, there's still improvement to be made because we know the squad isn't good enough. We've obviously lost a few and we'll come on to transfers in a second as well. But um, I think the, the how we've improved with the players that we've got. And, and let's not forget these players are... It's a mismatch of players that Dean Smith wanted and players that Stephen Gerrard wanted. It's not, uh, you know, it's not like the Emery's inherited a squad that's cohesive and yeah, and is already adopted is it at the moment. Balanced and adopted. You know, we have got one winger, for example, and we've still managed to play with width. And you know, I think I think one of the the move that summed it up for me was Ramsey's chance, and then Bailey who came up afterwards and hit, hit over the bar. The way we played the football, their little one touch passes, the movement off the ball, the way the two midfielders got involved. Just everything about that move summed up how we're playing at the moment. Second half, you know, wasn't as good, but we did the job at the end of the day. And, um, you know, in terms of the decisions, I thought, um, I don't know what you think. For me, I don't think the Ramsey one was a penalty. The first one, definitely the second one was a penalty. I didn't, I've got to be honest, I didn't think either of them were penalties. I thought the second one was a penalty because he's, he's just gone through the back of him, but... Either way, I thought theirs was a foul. No, it's soft. Yeah, yeah I, I, they... I agree with that. I, just, I mean, it's, I don't even think it's soft. He's raked his Achilles. That, I just watched the Fulham Spurs game and someone yeah. raked the Achilles in the middle of the pitch and it was a foul. It was exactly the same. That, that was a foul. Yeah. And the ref I missed think... it, which is what VAR is there for. It's quite funny watching Twitter uh, after the game because most Saints fans were moaning that it was soft, but they were obviously thinking it was because it was a push rather than actually the Achilles because no one really, they didn't really see that. So it was quite funny watching them lose. Raking, having your Achilles raked hurts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and he and he would have headed that, you know, he was right, he was going yeah, he right. Was there. He was on the side. Yeah, so I think overall, I don't, I don't think they can have anything to moan about. And as you said, Southampton were in a decent run of form, so, so to to put them away away from home, we haven't got a good record against them. Let's be, let's let's remember. Not St Mary's. No, so yeah, excellent, excellent overall. Um, who who was your standout players? Do you think? I don't. Know, 
I thought Martinez obviously made a, made a couple of couple of great saves, and all round I enjoyed the way he sweeper kept the, the weekend. I thought he was very good. I thought he was definitely more adventurous this game than he has been in previous games. You can see though the playing out from the back is coming on. I didn't think it was a massive problem against Leeds. I felt when we did it, we actually built some attacks from playing that way, and I felt the same again watching watching it on Saturday. I felt like when we were doing that, that was when we were opening them up and, and starting attacks, and people going about it being nervy and things like that. I'm not seeing that at the moment. I mean, I'm I'm absolutely asking for us to make a mistake next game by by saying that. But do do you worry about? I feel quite like, comfortable with it. Do you worry at home because I think away away home, is a different might be a problem. Uh, home home, I'm a bit worried because I I just get this feeling our fans are just not used to that way of playing, and I get it. Yeah, it's actually, actually, it's you know I, I, the amount of times I've sat in the upper hole and we played it amongst the back. And to be fair, we never played with this this amount of purpose before. But you know, just get it get rid or get just hoof it, get it down the line or whatever. Play forwards. Know, I, yeah, my least favourite thing I've ever heard at the football. Forwards. Yeah, There's a guy yeah. in front of me that he, oh, his no. favourite word is forwards. Just does my head in. I think I think we've got to just be patient and get behind the team because we all make some mistakes. There'll be a game where Martinez messes up. Or oh, we've done it. Up. it. happened against Brighton, didn't it? But that was yeah. early doors in the in what yeah. we're trying to do. You know, we're coming. We're working. Obviously, working on it. You can see we're working on it because it's getting better every yeah. every week. It's, I, I felt again. I felt very little worry during that game. I felt very little worry throughout the throughout the whole thing. Really, I didn't really feel like Southampton looked like scoring, other than the one they did score that got, that got disallowed and the the save from from close range from Martinez. You know, they're the home team. You know, they're supposed to be the ones playing <coughs> the initiative. I didn't yeah. really feel at any point, but particularly worried. I think what Villa are working on at the moment, both on the pitch, on the on the training ground, and what they must be having to do, watching footage and uh, and, and analysts' footage and everything that they're going to have to be doing at the moment. The Villa players have got told a story today actually about Unai Emery by Kevin Hatchard, who's a European football expert, he said that when he was at uh, Sevilla, obviously inundates the players with with USBs, with with content on for them to go home. And I don't know whether he still does this. He would give players USBs for them to go home and watch match footage. And he felt that one of his players, he, he didn't think he was watching it. So basically the one week he gave him a blank USB. Really? And then he came into wow. training, the, training the, the week after or the next day or whatever and said, what, what did you think of the footage? How was it? And the player was like, oh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I learned, I learned a lot. And apparently there was absolutely nothing on this USB. That's quite and Unai Emery caught him out. So I don't know whether the Villa players are going home with that level of detail in terms of, of going home with USBs, but they'll definitely be watching a hell of a lot of footage. Can't like imagine Matty Cash knows where USB is, to be the, honest. The I mean, it, times might have moved on, but by now I don't know whether there's a different way. Dropbox. Doing it. This was USBs back, back in back in the severe times. But I just thought That's that was a really interesting story. That, that was really like, interesting, that, yeah. You know, the players now must be going through not only so much on the training pitch trying to learn with Emery, because he is an intense guy, but also what they'll have to be watching and stuff as well. You know, they'll be going through a hell of a lot of, of footage both of themselves and of the games coming up and the games gone by. They're probably having to go back and look at that Southampton game countless times this week, looking at the stuff they did well, looking at the stuff that they, they, they didn't do well. But I just like it because, you know, this is the kind of level of detail and things we just haven't had at Villa. Yeah. I, I dread to think what, we, what we've been doing the, the last 10 months before, before Emery came in. You know, I dread to think. Playing with uh, four fullbacks, weren't we, really? Inverted fullbacks and... Uh... All sorts, but yeah, and I think um, just the just the way we play football. Yeah, Mings is. I saw a comment then. You know, nice to see Mings not hit it straight to a striker every time he gets the ball. Well, he sort of sometimes he is, but he isn't playing it over the top or playing it into into space. He's playing it into feet. Playing with purpose. You know, purpose. 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 You know, he's playing it lovely. Both Conzer and Mings have both tried to chip. You know, just sort of chip balls into the middle 
uh, something Brighton do a lot. When I remember when they came to Villa Park and watching them play, the way Lewis Dunk and um, oh, what's the guy's name? I've got his name. The centre back. Um, the way that they were passing from from midfield, uh, you know, straight into the mid, straight into the forward line, you know, picking those gaps and 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 the fact that our our, our defenders who are not known for their passing, Ezri Conta is probably a prime example of that because he's not, you know, look at his pass completion rate and his forward passes. It's not always been that great, but the way that they're passing the ball, the way Watkins is holding it up, the way Brindy, Ramsey run off Watkins uh, and the way we build attacks, it's just really, really impressive. In fact, the, the players are brought into it and doing it and executing it as well. Mm. It's, it's really impressive. But I, I think obviously for everyone, the big concern now is looking at the squad. It's is, yeah, it's really, really thin. I think it's just now that Sanson's gone out on loan. Obviously, yeah. we've seen Ben Rapp's gone be back. Nakamba's on his way, I'm sure. Bertrand Traore... He's still on loan, is he? Yeah, I, we, I, don't, think, I don't think we can call him back. We'll he's been back, back at Bodymore having treatment, but I don't think we can we can call right. him back. He, he's okay. injured anyway. I did yeah. some maths before before we came on whilst I was watching the, the Fulham Spurs game, and by my reckoning, we've got eighteen senior players to fill a fill a match. To, I know it's twenty. Sorry, we've got twenty senior players to to fill a squad. Is that three goalkeepers though? No, no. Then add steer onto that twenty-one right. and Sinsalo to twenty-two. So we have, we are very th- if everyone's fit basically. We've got a bench full of senior players, but that bench would include four defenders at the, yeah. at the moment. You know, we've got injuries like like we have have done at the moment. We're thin and we're suddenly having to pull people on the bench, like two goalkeepers on the bench last weekend, which I don't really like. Revan w- was on the bench who, with all due respect, I don't really feel like he's going to come through and make it at Villa yet. He's, he's got a space on the bench. Caden Young, who Emery seems to like and he's, he's very excited about, he's on the bench, no, no problem with that. But... We are thin, and we need to get some some incomings in in the in the next few weeks. Well, the next eight days isn't it? Eight days left of the, the transfer window now, so we're, we're going to have to be active and we're going to have to be busy because we'll come on to Watkins, who obviously scored. Although Watkins scored, you look. I went through our club profiles on the on the Villa app to make sure I hadn't missed anyone when I was doing my maths earlier. And when you says forwards, just Ollie Watkins standing on his own. Yeah. There's, no, there's no no one else there, and that's. We've seen this before with only having 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 one striker. We're like, when we first season in the Premier League, well, we had three, didn't we? We had Wesley, Keenan Davis, and Codger, but Codger wasn't fit for purpose. Wesley had just come in and was adapting, and Keenan Davis was always injured. You mm. can't really operate with only one forward. We had Al Ghazi playing up front for a little bit that season on, on his own at one point as well. Mm. So we've got to address the squad size because we now, from nowhere, it feels like in my mind a little bit, I've got one of the smallest squads in the Premier League. Oh, easily, easily. And, um, you know, I know there's a lot of links to Gwendouzi and obviously spoke about it on Sky Sports, but I, I'm more concerned about the forward positions, I think. Um, I just, I feel like this is a really important few months and we're in a really good position, a position that we didn't think we'd be in, um, that, that, to be fair. But um, given what's happening in the table, how close things are, I think it's a real good opportunity to push on. And, and I look at the sort of lockdown season when we didn't really push on and we were in a good position when Grealish got injured. And I feel like if we Killed don't, us. I know January is difficult. I know it's a really difficult market to to be involved in and try and be active in. But the fact that we've left left let players go, you know, I know we've signed Duran and we'll, we'll come on to that in a second about the Juan Pablo Angel. Yeah, he was, he was in my twenty, by the way. Durand. Yeah, and, and it yeah. looks like you know, memory said he's going to be involved in the Leicester game, but you know, he, he doesn't see him as a main striker or anything like that. It's probably just a, the next few months. He's just sort of developing, getting used to the squad, etc. It's a big ask to come in and play Premier League games straight from the MLS exactly. at his age. And Danny Ings is Danny Ings is gone. Obviously, he's injured now as well for West Ham. So, good timing from our perspective. But we're already short up front. Cameron Archer has gone. We're already short in the wide position. Leon Bailey's not really playing as a wide player. He's playing more as a forward. 
you know, that's all we've got really. Coutinho's, you know, struggling, um, working hard, working yeah, hard. He's struggling, but I give him his due. The few, the last few times he's come on, he's run his socks off when he's been, when he's been yeah, on the Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, he's not there to, I mean, yeah, it, it's a given everyone should work hard, but he's not there to do that. He's there to create and, you know, he hasn't had a, he hasn't had a goal contribution for, I think he's had one in the last 30 games or something stupid like that. Um, so, you know, you need to get him more involved, probably. He's an option, definitely. But still, I think we need another striker. And I'm, I'd be concerned if we've left, left these players go and don't bring anyone in. I think that would be a bit of an own goal, given how well Emery's done. Um, I know it's going to cost a bit. I know it's going to be difficult to buy someone. But why let Sanson go? Why let Ings go? I know Ings' money, 50 million, is, you know, it's good money, given his, you know, his contract length and his age and his injury record, etc. But, you know, if we're not going to get bring anyone else in, then I'm I'm, I'm really questioning why we let him go. Um, I'm relatively confident we wouldn't be letting these players go without pretty. Well, so am I. So am I because someone was, someone was coming in. There was something going on with the, with the forward, but I don't know why they haven't. What, they've, no, Dembele hasn't been, announced, hasn't been announced at this point, but it, I felt it seemed like Ings was going, and there was a forward coming in, ready to ready to enter the building, and for whatever reason, I don't know what that is. That hasn't been announced or hasn't happened yet. Hopefully, that will happen in in the near future. Obviously, it turns out that we weren't in for Dan Juma, really, because if we if we had been, I think he would he would have come to Villa. He's, I, I don't mind that because I don't signed for Everton yet. Because I don't think signed. I think it's signed because I think that, that basically there's a chance that deal won't go through now, Dan Juma, because he was very much going there because of Lampard. So if Lampard, well, Lampard has gone. Wouldn't surprise me if he didn't go there at all now, and the, that the plug got pulled on that deal because Everton can't be buying a player without having a having a manager and I don't think Dan Juma will want to go there until he knows who the new manager is. So there's every chance that deal won't go through for uh, for, for Everton now. But we are danger not dangerously short, but you know, like you say, there is there is I, I would say I would say we're dangerously short. I would say that. I would say I just always think back to that season when we didn't have any centre backs in the championship and Chester was playing on one leg and he then he couldn't do it anymore. And then we had uh, some games we had James Bree and Hutton as centre backs and Things like that. Transabi then got injured as well. Yeah, and that was injured at the time. You know, you, you, we just at the moment. I feel like we're begging for something to happen to Watkins. Just mm. absolutely, absolutely begging for it. And you know, if yeah. it does, we're, we're we're in trouble. Watkins. Is, and he he was touching go for Southampton. Let's not let's not yeah. forget. And fair play to him because he comes under for comes under a lot of criticism. Molly Watkins. I've I've been defending him quite a lot in in recent weeks. It feels but, you know he's popped up with a with a winner on Saturday. I was lamenting the fact that centre-backs never score from set-pieces for, for us, but then we've, Ollie's popped up with a, it's a poacher's goal, really. Wasn't it not the, not the kind of goal we, we've seen from him, but good to see. Yeah, yeah, good header and, and similar against Liverpool as well. Both, you know, he's been criticised for for his heading before. So, his goal know, contribution to Dremery have been pretty high. I'm not Well, he's, he's uh, if you look at the stats, I think he's sort of top five in goal contributions this season. Um or something like that. I saw the stat. He was top five yeah. in something. I saw them. something I saw or another. Them. Yeah, yeah. Someone, someone in the comments remind me what it was. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not doom or gloom or anything. I'm just you know a little bit concerned. But I trust the owners. I, I, I trust what Emery's doing. I don't think Emery, given his how meticulous he is and how methodical he is, I don't think he'd be letting players go if he didn't have a plan. Now I know things change in transfer windows. You know, we've seen how many times have we seen players that we thought were about to sign and. You know, suddenly, you know, we saw Adebayor with the, you know, maybe the picture of the shirt on the pitch, and and he's, I wish he's I could find that. I had that photo. I wish I've I seen find, it. I wish I could I've find got it. it. I've got it somewhere in my. Uh, in my I definitely yeah. had it at one point. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So I think um, it's going to be a really interesting, uh, really interesting few days. And I, I, know, I trust him to get a couple in. I suppose the worst comes to worst, you could always recall, you know, sort of Tim Rogbenham, Kessler Hayden back. 
you're really hindering yeah. him, aren't you? If you call him, mm. you call him, you call him back. You know, he's doing well. What's happened to Louis Barry? What's happened to Louis Barry? I've heard many updates, so I assume not. Finnezaz is doing well. Finnezaz, yeah, Finnezaz has well, done well with his two loans that he's had now. But you know, it's getting not, not, I don't want to say desperate, but you're calling those players back. You might as well have kept. Just, you know, yeah, Sanson got a right. loan. It's not like we've sold him and got any money for him. We might have had a little bit of his wages off the books. I can't imagine they're they're paying the entirety of his wage. You know, you're letting players go on loan. And, you know, he's been on the bench, Sanson, pretty much the whole of the time since, since Emery's come, you know, so he's in the he's in the squad. So I really feel we wouldn't be letting those players go unless we, we were close on on a few things. I know they are working on things, but behind the scenes, I'm confident they'll sign at least two by the by the end by the end you, of January. Would you put your, put your neck on the line and say Guendouzi's coming or I know no, you said that I, I know you said Marseille expect a bid, but Yeah. There's it seems, a, a lot, there's a, seems a lot of money to be spending in January, I think, for one player. There's hundred percent interest there. I think the price might be a little bit of a problem in January because the price is going to be a flight because they don't want to lose him at this point. They have kind of signed a replacement though. Or they're Illich. signing a replacement Illich mm. coming in, which makes me think there might be something going on with it. But the information from France today when I was at Sky was that Marseille know that there's interest from Villa. Villa are heavily interested. They haven't had a bid yet, but they're expecting one. But then there's also noises coming out that Villa can't Villa can't pay that fee in, in January. I don't know whether that means that we've got a big fee coming up for someone else coming in, but they were the lines that were coming out of France when I was when I was at Sky today. You don't get anything out of Villa. Villa are watertight, but you can find things off other sources from, from, from other clubs in other countries. But that was that basically when I was at Sky today, that's what... What happens? You pick up things through the day that are going on. People are talking about every every club and what's going on, what's going to be in, in the show, and that was. <laughs> well, the if, you, if you look at the way there. look at the way we operate and the way the John Duran signing happened, um, you know, out of the blue, completely. Then I just just you just don't know, do you, with Villa? You, you know, we could wake up the next five minutes. We could be announcing, you know, we've signed the Anthony Gordon or someone. Yeah, I don't know. It could be anyone. Yeah, but you know, it could be anyone. You know, it could be anyone yeah. out of the blue. The way the way the way things work, the way Villa operates. So. I think just wait and see, show a bit of patience and um, give him the benefit of the doubt, I suppose. Um, did you see the um, Dan Gal video, by the way? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I saw it really good. Good content from from Villa. Fair play to him. I thought that was enjoyable content. It was nice, it was nice to see. It was nice to see him getting a bit emotional hearing from Juan Pablo Angel. It was also nice to hear how Juan, I, mean, I didn't have a clue what he was saying, unless yeah. apart from the subtitles, but I liked the passion. That he was yeah. showing maybe a career in acting for for one. Did you um, did you say the way he pronounced John? Uh, he didn't say John, did he? So he says I had a or something. I think he said oh, something like that. that. I mean, when I was at school, that was not how you spelled John with that with the mm, with right. the H before. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I didn't hear that. No, but John, I know a bit. Not, I know a bit of Spanish, but I know a bit of Spanish, so I knew some of the words. But even Colombian Spanish is a bit different. No, I think that some of the. Uh, some of the phrases a bit different to what I'm used to anyway, but yeah, it was really good, really, really passionate. And, and the fact that he was getting emotional about it. And I, I never really know, you know, with, with these types of things, actually the players do they actually care or not, but it seemed like he really, you know, yeah. The, the he, footballers do, they, they do care that, you know, they, they're human beings, they've got ambitions, they've got things they want to achieve. And often when they achieve it, they get emotional and him hearing from someone who he's probably watched grow, growing up and he's an idol in Colombia coming on the big screen is a surprise when you're at Villa Park. I can understand why that would be. That would be the local, local, local Aston community were like, what I was going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Villa Park. Right. We've got a Craig Butler in the comments. Isn't Leon Bailey's stepdad called, called Craig, Craig Butler. Is that, he's is called that Craig Butler. But I don't think... I don't think, Leon Craig, Craig, Craig I, don't, I don't think Leon Bailey's dad's got a picture of Weatherspoons on his um, profile picture. Never know. You'd never know, Irma. You might, you might Get him on. And, Get him on. For quite often. God, he'll be, some, be, he'll be up here. Podcast. It'll be, be happy now. Podcast, wouldn't it? Get, quickly, get quickly on Leon Bailey, I think, um, you know, I think 
he's, he still gets a bit of stick, doesn't he, Leon Bailey? But I just I think he's working really hard for the team. He's contributed. Him and, him, him, him and Bandia both contributed important goals. I think Bandia's got four match winning goals and two one one draws and got two draw, drawing goals as well. And Bailey scored some important goals at home. But I still think they need to improve. I think there's room for improvement in terms of their, their end product. I think Buendia, especially, I've been disappointed with his. You know, he, he works hard, regard you know, regardless. Um, and you know, he's a bit of a terrier. But I think he's been in good positions to slot a ball through or make a pass, and he, he can be sloppy at times. He can be sloppy, so I think he needs to. He needs to just get a bit better. And I think Ray Emery said he needs to just calm down a little bit and not be 100 miles an hour all the time yeah I do, uh, I do respect that he tries to play forward uh Buende, that's one thing i'd say of him you know he gives the ball away sometimes because he's actually trying to make stuff happen and he is trying to play the ball forward he's, he's not being safe but he can be sloppy I, that's my criticism of him when he it's not so much when he's trying to play those passes and he gives the ball away. it's some of the easy passes and he can't do it that yeah would, that exactly would my, that would yeah. be my criticism i've got no problem with him giving the ball away because like i said yeah. I think he does try things yeah. but every now and again there's something simple you think the simple options on and he just doesn't seem to be able to do it but you know i, don't, I think there's room for imp- improvement on all these players at the moment i think they've adapted fantastically to what, what's happening with emery at the moment and they've done so well but i think there's room there's levels for them to go up to the, these players yeah like, i think so you know, even even someone who i think is pretty much flawless at the moment in uh Bubakar kamara I still think he's got another level or two to, to rise up to. He's just some player in that in that midfield. You know you can give him the ball in a tight space and he'll get out of it. You know, if we haven't got the ball, there's every chance he'll he'll win it back. He's such a such a clever footballer, he works so hard as well. He's got a bit of bite, a bit of tenacity, uses the ball well, he's got a physical presence as well. He's such a good midfielder. And him and Louise is that's it's just a lovely central midfield partnership and I've not liked Villa Central midfield for for a few years now, just not because I didn't like the players. I just didn't like the the makeup of how we tried to execute things. But I love that partnership. It's it's just a classy partnership in the middle of best, the park. Best since Taylor and Boateng for me in terms of how they complement each other. Yes, um, yes. I know we've been, we, we've had good midfielders. You know Barry and Milner, two of the prime examples. Barry and I mean, Petrov was a good partnership. I like Barry Petrov was a Barry Petrov was a good partnership. But I didn't think Petrov was like he was consistent, but he wasn't like. You know, top top draw, um, but he was he was good. Um, Barry was excellent, obviously one of our best ever players in the Premier League. But I think as a partnership, I think these two complement each other so well. Now I, uh, yeah, I have to say, you know, it's only like seven games in under Emery, so anything could change. You know, we've seen Douglas Louise, for example, for example, being consistent before, so you never know. But on the face of it, I think it looks like a really really good partnership, and they complement each other well. They both work hard off the ball. They both intercept. They both read the game really well. They're both comfortable receiving the ball in tight spaces, and they both get forward as well and join in with the attack, which I think is key. So they're both they're both playing that sort of double pivot role that, that we've talked about before. And it's not like one's just sitting and the other one's getting forward. You know, they're both taking turns. They understand the game. They've got a good partners, good understanding between each other as well. And, and that's why I think Taylor and Boateng they were very similar. They were sort of both box to box, weren't they? Um, Boateng obviously a bit more of a tough tackler, but. I think I think that's why I compare them to to those two, just because I think they complement each other but well. But they do all 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 of the game. The midfielder should be involved in. They do it well, uh, both of them. So, yeah, riding, riding on Boateng's coattails. If you ask, if, if you ask me, that's, that's, that's how I that's how I remember. I see. I've got George got George Boateng on LinkedIn, so I might give him a message. Yeah, is he Ghana? He's part of the Ghana setup, isn't he? I remember sending yeah. him on the bench in the, yeah, he was, not not, yeah. at, not at Villa anymore. I believe he wanted to stay actually and do both, but wasn't allowed in this. Has left Villa, I believe, but yeah, so he's part of the part of the Ghana setup. Now we've had some good midfield partnerships over these. I would say 
I always say Gareth Barry is probably up there as one of the best players I've watched. 100%. Play, play 100%. Just of his longevity at the club as well. He was there at the club for, for so long and contributed so much. Grealish and York are probably the two best footballers. Obviously, I reckon Barry's probably third. He's in that He's in that top three. He was a touch of class in that midfield. But honestly, Kamara, he probably won't be at Villa for years. I hope he is, but he probably won't be at Villa for years. But he's very good at a lot of the same things that Gareth Barry was good at. But he's also just... A bit more athletic than than Gareth Barry was as well. He's such a such a fine, such a steel Kamara. Gerard did very oh. few things right for us, but getting Bergkamp Kamara I, I, and attempting him do in, you, I think, do you think um, do you think we get Kamara without Gerard? No, definitely. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't think so. I can't be a hundred percent, but I'm relatively confident we wouldn't have got him if it wasn't for Gerard. Interesting. I don't believe Gerard's seduced him because Gerard, whatever you think of him as a manager, and I don't think very much of him as a manager as a footballer. And as a midfielder, he was superb. And, you know, players like Kamara would have looked at that and thought, he can teach me a lot about being a, being a central midfielder. I think Kamara is so good, he could probably play as a 6 and 8 or a 10. Yeah. I genuinely think he, he he's that good. He's yeah, a definitely. He's a phenomenal definitely. player. I look, absolutely love watching him. Such a such a great signing and someone I hope we can hold on to and build a team around for him. Because he really is the kind of player that you build a team around. Yeah, I think him, Martinez... Mings really in current form, hopefully Diego Carlos. You know these types of players. I, I'm not saying Mings is because I know he's he's had moments and we know I mean, he can I have moments. Love him to bits, but I love know him. not everyone does. Yeah, but I, I know he's had moments. But I think I think you know those. If that is the spine of our team, that's a pretty good spine. If we can get that striker sorted, I think Watkins is a great, he's fantastic. He and he can go levels above as well. If you sure play two up Watkins is going to play. Whether we sign a striker, I'd still say Watkins is is going to play. Yeah, yeah, true, true. And I think I think Emery does rate him, but I think we need that little step up. John John Duran hopefully over time can be that. And I think, you know, he's if you read all the scan reports, he's the next he could be the next big thing. But I th- I do think we need that just a bit of quality. And you know, I, I was hoping this you know, this time last year we signed Coutinho and he'd scored against May United and was running the show against Leeds and Southampton. And you know, we're thinking and I remember everyone saying, you know, the Coutinho is probably the best player we've ever had. In, yeah, yeah at, at that time, I think a lot of soon change our tune about that. Yeah, and and you know, I was hoping maybe him, but someone on that kind of level who's sort of you know on the best days has got that ability to just change the game. I think that's the kind of player we need to push on. But easy me saying that, yeah, trying to get a player like that in forward areas is is really really difficult. I think if Emery didn't write Watkins, that you just wouldn't have let Ings go. It simply if he wasn't sure about him, there's no way you let Ings leave the club. Because you, yeah. you're, going to, you're going to be thinking at some point, oh, Watkins is going to let me down. I'm not sure about him. It's actually a, a massive show of faith mm. in Ollie Watkins that Ings was, Ings was allowed to go with us really not having many forwards in, in the building. And, you know, Watkins has started to pay that that faith back with his, with his you know, scored a winner straight off the bat. As soon as Ings has gone, Watkins has stepped up mm. and, he, and he scored that winner. I, I still think Ollie Watkins is all-round game. He's, he's pretty strong and, and pretty good. His finishing can be erratic sometimes and he... He lets his head drop, which would be something that I would criticise him for. I think if he misses a chance, his head drops. But it doesn't only just drop for one game; it drops for weeks. You know, hopefully now he'll he'll just get a little bit of a of a run going because you know he's shown he's shown him lots of games in the Premier League that he can be an effective player at, at this level. No one works harder than Ollie Watkins up front. His pressing is is absolutely ideal. I think his hold at play is a lot better than he gets credit oh, for. Oh, yeah, it's so, fantastic, I think, sometimes for his size. T- Sometimes he's touching, you know, a bit like Buendia, sometimes when you ask him to do a simple thing, his touch will let you down, and that's frustrating, like we were saying about Buendia and the, and the simple pass when it's on. 
Watkins will have to do something simple every now and again and he won't be able to do it and he'll frustrate you. But he does an awful lot of good for that team and Aston Villa are a much better team with Ollie Watkins in it. And still, if you're asking me who I'd prefer in my team over Watkins and Ings, and I said this before I knew Ings was getting sold, it'd still be Watkins for me. 100%. I think he brings his all-round game, brings so much to, to the team, especially the way we want to play, as we saw against Southampton. You know, so, such an important part of that team. We saw against, you know, Ings was great for a goal, but his all-round play let you down because it meant that you couldn't keep the ball and you couldn't build a play, you couldn't you know, build up attacks. And I think Watkins allows you to do that as we saw against Southampton, especially in the first half. And, you know, end of the day, it's so hard. You know, if, if you look at strikers and the amount of goals they score and goal contributions, then Watkins is right up there. After these sort of elite strikers, it's, you know... It's it's by the top six teams, which, yeah. you know, we're not there. But yeah, Watkins him and him, him Tony are, you know, not, not far apart, really, in terms of the number of goals. I know Tony's been fantastic, but... I just think it's so difficult. I think Neil's mentioned this as well before in the pod. It's so difficult to to buy a striker who's going to get you fifteen to twenty goals, or you know, get you more than that. It's it's unheard of unless you unless you unearth a gem. You know, it's it's just going to be so difficult because you're going to have to pay eighty nine million pound plus to get a striker like that. So, I think the fact we've got a striker who scored double digits last two seasons, and yeah, I know he's not had the best times this season, but he's still contributed in terms of assists. You know, it's pretty good, pretty good going. But I do think we do need another option, and we need another striker. We'll get, we'll get one. We, we will get. One. I mean, what sums it up striker search wise in January is Manchester United, and this is no disrespect to Val Veghorst, but Manchester United have signed Val Veghorst. Hmm. Man, you were going well at the moment. They're pushing for the Champions League. I know they lost yesterday, but they haven't. They're on the up. They're having a good season, and the best striker they could come up with in January is Val Veghorst. That probably tells you how difficult it is to get someone in, especially in January. Mm-hmm. Centre forwards is so difficult anyway because it does take a domino effect now. <laughs> First teams play with one up front. It's very difficult to get a striker. Manchester United doing that tells you exactly how hard it is to get. Just to get someone proven who you can guarantee is going to get your goals. It, it's probably not there at, at the moment. And, you know, Villa have had some great number nines over my time. Some great, some great players. You know, I've seen some of the names being in the comments here. There's some luckier people than me. You know. Michael Huggins is saying here, Little and Cowan's are the best players he's ever seen. Didn't see him. I'm too young. Not very often I feel young, but I feel young. Right now, you know, Richard Homer, David Platt, I even missed him just just about. I think I only started going just after that David Platt. You know, Villa have had some great players over the years. You know, hopefully Emery can start to bring that back for us because I... I like I like a lot of the players that are at the club, and even when Gerard was here, we were stinking the joints out. I still maintain that there were some good players there and some players that I like. I don't think it's down to lack of effort. It felt like it or lack of ability. It felt like mm. it was down to lack of coaching. You're seeing with the coaching now five wins from seven. The games that we've played, everyone's raving about Brighton. We went there and won with a couple of players out two one one from behind. Yeah. As, as well, you know, nothing you can knock about Villa at the moment. And sometimes maybe the passing out from the back is making certain fans uncomfortable. But just embrace it because we've got a plan and we're playing football. And Villa haven't played good football for for a number of years, so spot on. Just enjoy it at the moment, and you know, week off now, weekend off, more time on the training pitch, more USBs for the players. So yeah, let's see what happens when we come back against Leicester. That will do us today, but we'll come back with the transfer show, I suspect, at some point this week. I imagine Villa will sign someone. Quick shout-out for the uh, women's team as well, by the way. I know oh, you watched it was a great result, Man City. Yeah, great I thought Ken, Kenza Dali was fantastic. Yeah, she's a good player. So she's impressive. Player. Such an impressive player. You know what? Reminds me a bit, a bit like Merce. Reminds me of Merce. Well. It reminds me of Merce, she does, the way she plays and yeah. runs with the ball and how she goes. I'd go along with that. that. I think, yeah, she's fantastic. But yeah. The building's been good there. Mm, really interesting. Good, though. Very good. Top top five could be on. 
yeah. this season for, for Villa Women. A couple of smart loan additions in the January market as well. They've just got they've got a good team now. They're, they're, yeah. they're there. It's taken a couple of years to get to this point, but I really think that with the women's team is there now. There's some exceptional players in, in that side and very, very good chance to finish top five. I don't know off the top of my head whether the top five get to European football. I think it maybe does. Sure. But yeah, you know, if they've got a good chance of finishing in the, certainly in the top half. If they don't finish in the top half, I think Carla Ward, who's just signed a new contract, will be very, very disappointed. But yeah, you're right to shout that out because that's you know they've played Man City twice this season and haven't mm. lost, which that in itself is, is huge, huge progress. Man City have been a, an elite team at that level for a long, long time. That does us for this post-match point. As I say, we'll do a transfer show in the week, whether we sign anyone or not. We'll jump on over the next couple of nights. Another we'll deadline day for the deadline day show, do you reckon? Well, if I'm I'm at Sky in the morning on deadline day, I'll be back though. I'll be back in yeah. the afternoon. I'll be back in the afternoon. Yeah, it was good last year. We'll do that. We'll do that again. I enjoy seeing out the last hour with you. We'll pencil that in. We'll do that again. See if our producer can get us on air, and we'll, yeah, we'll have a go at, at doing that. So yeah, don't forget to check out Purity if you do enjoy their stuff. You'll get ten percent off by using the code hashtag #VillaView. Hope you have a good week. As I say, we'll do a video in the next couple of days. Thanks to Omar for joining me. Thanks to all those that have joined us live as well. It was over 500 at one point, which is great to see. Really enjoy seeing your comments filter through as we do the shows. Have a good rest of the night. So have a good sleep, basically, and up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.